Welcome back to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I am here at Masthead Brewing Company. We are now talking about the Midwest Red IPA. This has uh, been a really successful beer for you guys. You guys won a bronze medal, uh, was it two years ago? For uh, yeah, in 2017. 2017, and then this last year you got uh, you got a gold. Yeah, so congratulations on that, by the way. And you know, nice. talk about first of all just the getting the the bronze first because you know you guys were what a year, not even a year old at that point. No, not quite. And so I mean that's huge for a brewery that young to get in, you know, start getting into those those medals. Yeah, it was a blast. I mean. I can't say enough good things about GABF and the Brewers Association, how they operate the event, how they judge the event. I mean, there's there's over 8,000 beers being judged now, so it's it's an incredibly difficult task yeah. uh, to get enough qualified judges. And <laughs> just the sheer amount of beer those guys have to drink right. now is, is pretty crazy. So I uh, yeah, definitely appreciate those guys. And they're, you know, they're not getting paid or anything. They're doing right. it because they love it. Yeah, because of the passion. Um, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a red IPA. Uh, well, then, So you got you, you, bronze and then... Same recipe, pretty much. Yeah, we we adjusted it a little bit for you know we adjust things uh, roughly yearly based on hop quality and 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 even malt changes a little bit. It is an agricultural product, right? Um, So we're always trying to adjust things just a little bit and just keep them keep keep the quality really high. Um, But the same category, the category is double hoppy red, um, which and and if you read the description, it basically is red IPA is roughly what it's describing. Uh, it's one of my favorite styles. Um, we've been probably homebrewing this beer since 2012. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I really like the style. I think it's balanced. I think mm-hmm. the malt backbone with, with some really dank, good hops just goes really well together. Super drinkable. Um, and there's just a ton of flavor. Yeah. Uh, and the beer highlights two of my favorite hops, which are Idaho 7 and Mosaic. Um, but the GABF is just a crazy experience in general because you're just drinking nonstop for four days straight and the awards like, you know, are on Saturday morning Yeah, and you're invariably incredibly hungover right. in a room with room with a bunch of other sweating hungover brewers, <laughs> like all farting and just, right. you know, it's just, just an insane room to be in. Um, you know, so when your name, if your name gets called, you stand, I almost passed out. I think when I stood up, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I can't imagine a better feeling. Uh, and, and it's, you know, definitely one of the standing up on that stage is a very a thing that I, you know, feel is very honorable to me. Oh, yeah. You know, to be honored that way and to get to fist bump Charlie Papazian. Yeah. Something I That's think awesome. most brewers dream about. So I feel oh, very yeah. lucky and very fortunate to have a good team of guys helping me out, make the beer and, and you know, to get uh, to, to get judged really favorably. And to do that within your first year and then you come back the second year and go from bronze to gold. I mean, that's. That's yeah. incredible. We, we couldn't hope uh, for anything better. We had already struck out on all the New England styles <laughs> we entered. So uh, really, yeah, that's crazy. There, there are a massive amount of entries. It's, it's a huge um, style category. I get that, but that, uh, that's still weird to me. So, so it was, it was pretty good to get to see um, to get to go up there for that one. And, and like you were saying, that's uh, a style I like. Uh, not a lot of people think malt and IPAs really should necessarily be as uh, paired like that as as they do, but. That's something I like. I like the balance on that. I like malt. Yeah, I think it harkens back to some of the old school Midwest IPAs um, with some of the newer West Coast hops. Uh, and I think as long as the malt is, isn't overbearingly sweet, right? if you dry the beer out enough, it, it works really, really well. Yeah, there, you know, uh, I, I, like the, I like the style. That's, that's one that, that I've, I've told people about. Um, just 
I like trying stuff that's that's one metal. It's not to you know. I like to try it for myself. See what you know. See what the metal is from. You know, and see how how it came to win that medal. And the the Midwest Red, you don't see a ton of red IPAs on the market anymore. It's a style that you just don't see a ton of. Yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate. I, I think in some ways, um, often people get uh, they they see a word on a label and it maybe turns them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think red sometimes is a little bit of a bad word. Um, because it's such an in-between thing where it doesn't totally appeal to the hopheads and right. also doesn't appeal to the people who are super into dark beer. Um, so I think that's some, weird sometimes, thing, yeah. yeah, it's sometimes difficult uh, to get people on board with it. But I think anybody I sample out with this, if, especially if they like hoppy beer, end yeah. up really liking it. Yeah, because it does still have that nice hop forward flavor. It just has a nice malt backbone to finish it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the... Um, it. it if you wanted to eat with it, what would you say you you would go with as far as the, as the food aspect goes? So I think I like something. Uh, I think I like uh, something a little bit simpler uh, mm-hmm. because there is so much flavor in the beer. Um, so I think a margarita pizza is oh, really yeah. going to pair well with it. Uh, you know, I think some of the herbaceousness from the basil uh, brings out some of the hops. But I think you go another direction. You could also go with the Nooski bacon uh, because kind Ooh. of. Maybe what I said in one of the other episodes is that sometimes the fat from the bacon just really, really brightens the hops up and the bitterness kind of cuts through that. Um, so that can be a really nice pairing as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like you're saying about the about red kind of being maybe a turnoff to some people. I find, what do you th- say about the word rye? I, I find like I, I've tried to recommend someone like a rye IPA. And oh, rye is the worst word. They they, they you, they're just like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, no, 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 no try it. Well, I, I think there's a couple misconceptions because you know rye when you use it in beer isn't as spicy it is as as a rye bread is because the caraway seeds are often what makes it spicier okay um it's not the rye itself Mm -hmm. um which is actually a cool experience i was in iceland uh over the summer and i got to try their traditional rye breads Uh uh-huh they're freaking delicious and they're they're nothing like ours because they don't have the caraway seeds in them oh interesting um so it's it's a really unique character uh and yeah, it is kind of a dirty word now, and I think part of it's because uh, in the early 2000s when people were making beer, they didn't have as many ingredients as we do today. So mm-hmm. to make a beer that kind of was a little, uh, you know, off the off the edge, they were using rye as one of their ingredients. Um, but I think some, sometimes people, you know, maybe think that all the beers that have rye in them are going to taste like the rye pale ales from that time frame when, right. you know, they just had Cascade and Centennial hops and rye. And Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where people just put the preconception in their head and then, you know, they, it's like with, yeah. with all the, uh, you know, the other stuff is like, they already have this idea of what an IPA quote unquote is going to taste like. So maybe they don't want to try. And it's like, open yeah. yourself up. Yeah, like, sometimes it's good to give things never, a chance. You never know what you're going to find. Like I've, there's tons of beers out there that I never would have known. I liked had I not just set like the jalapeno IPA, yeah. like I don't normally eat jalapenos, but that's something I was like, oh, yeah, I want to try this because I want to see how it works. It, as fun as it is to experiment with stuff with with you and on your end of it, actually putting it into the beer and all this, it's fun for me to try the stuff and experiment and take myself out of my comfort zone. And I I really credit craft beer for changing my palate as far as beer and food goes. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, this is it's something that. It, it, don't knock it till you try it because you can't. I can't write off in a whole style just because I've had one beer that I didn't like. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like that's a that's a trend these days, 
with with a lot of consumers is like okay that one whatever it is i didn't like it that therefore that style is bad yeah, and I think I think sometimes that's it's partially motivated just because we have so many options now. There's so there's, there, there's so much out there um, that there is always something new to try. Yeah, but I also think going back to something that maybe you didn't like the first time, you know, your palate develops too over over time as well, and and your palate changes, and mm. you know maybe you start out not liking things as bitter, and eventually maybe you're gonna like more bitter beers. Um, so I think in general, it's it's always worth revisiting a style or yeah or revisiting a beer and. Uh, you know, at different places, and and also just getting to see different brewers' interpretations of the style is a uh, is a really fun activity for me when I go to other breweries. Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine like for a brewer uh, to go and try other people's stuff how how kind of fun that could be to just see what see what all is out there and you know kind of put it up against what you what you do yourself. No, oh, it's great. It, it, I mean, we find ourselves you know when we have a a short day or something going over to Noble Beast or up to Hofbrau uh-huh. and, and drinking those guys' beers because. Nice. You know, we drink our beers every day anyway, right. so it's fun to, you know, go up there with the other brewers and uh, try some other people's, uh, you know, different examples of styles and different ideas. Life's too short to drink one beer. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, that's, that's, that's how I feel. Uh, I, do a, I do a segment on the show. <clears throat> it's a newer segment I, d- I came up with called Between Two Hops. It's like the uh, interview section at the end of a, uh, at the end of Inside the Actor Studio. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched Inside the Actor Studio growing up. I did because uh, oh, I was yeah. a nerd. Uh, and, uh, so I kind of, some of the questions are the exact same questions. Some of them I've come up with myself. Um, but this is just a fun little, uh, segment I've come up with to do. Uh, we'll just get started. Uh, what's your favorite style of beer to drink and to brew? To drink right now? It's probably Pilsner. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I, I get blown out with all the giant beers that we make mm-hmm. uh often so it's just it's just nice to s- come back to drinking a pill something a little lighter uh something that takes a lot of brewing prowess and technique to do really well you can't really hide many flaws there right um to brew i've been really having fun with with double new england's uh yeah. and some of the bigger beers um i, I think they're really cha- they're actually very challenging because since the style is so new, there's not a guidebook like there is for some of the other uh, beer styles out there. That's true. I never thought about that. Um, what's uh, what on the other end of it? What's your least favorite style to brew and to drink? Hmm. Least fair. That's a little bit harder. Because beer's beer. Beer's good. Yeah, that's that's difficult because I like beer in general. Um, and it's not saying that the style's bad. Just maybe something that you don't normally go to. Yeah, I think I think some of the lighter American ales, like an American Blonde or, okay. or something in that range. Yeah. Because um, if I'm drinking a light beer, I'd rather it be a lager. Uh, and, and likewise with brewing a light beer, I like brewing light lagers. But, you know, light American ales, just I'd rather make an IPA or, or something yeah. with a little bit more uh, little bit more nuance. Yeah, I agree. I get that. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Ooh. I mean, some of these are going to get... Yeah, this is getting deep. Yeah, we're going to get deep here. Oh, this is just the beginning. This is only question three. <laughs> oh. Uh... I, <laughs> Maybe underwater welding. Ooh, nice. Yeah. You ever read the comic book Underwater Welder? No. There's a comic book called uh, Underwater Welder. It's uh, written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. And is, uh, it's really interesting because it's like the Twilight Zone, but <laughs> underwater. Yeah, just crazy stuff happening. Really, yeah, really crazy stuff because it has to deal with like, you know, air, air, how much air he has. And oh, stuff yeah. Like that. So like, yeah. you start seeing things. Yeah. And it just gets, starts really getting weird. So that's just weird that 
total That's coincidence. Awesome. But yeah, Underwater Welder by Jeff Lemire. Uh, I think you would like that. Uh, what profession other than your own would you not like to do? Anything that's involving like drawing or any sort of like fine motor skilled art, uh-huh. uh, just not very good at it. I'm not good I, at I, it. Either. I love appreciating art. Yeah. Like my girlfriend's uh, very very artistic. Um, I'm a little bit more you know left brained. Yeah, I can't. I I draw stick figures. Is that right brained? Whichever one is sciencey. I, think, yeah. I don't remember anymore. I used to know that one. I think it's. I think you were right the first time. Uh, which hurdles did you personally face? in opening the brewery and how did you overcome them? Yeah. So in in general, uh, you know, people think all it takes is just making great beer and having an aptitude on the brewing side, but you don't get to even do any of that for like the first two years when you try to (laughs) open a brewery. Uh, you know, you're going to banks and trying to get loans and writing a business plan and, uh, doing, you know, managing construction project. And I think it was just the, the most difficult part was that, we, we had a new challenge almost every month and it was something that none of us had really tackled before. So it was like teaching yourself an, an entire new skill set, uh, like every month for two years or something. Yeah. Cause this um, came, the, the idea for this place came about long, like 2012 or so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's not an overnight thing like most people think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 there's quite a bit of the business side that, you know, even once you have the brewing kind of locked down, and even brewing, you know, I'm always learning new things. And I, I think you'll find most brewers saying that, you know, yeah. they don't they, they feel like they don't even have that locked down after years in the brewing industry. But, right. uh, yeah, managing construction was definitely pretty difficult. I, oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, what, uh, what is the most interesting trend that you saw in 2018? Uh, in 2018, I, I think the two ingredients that I'm seeing trending the most were vanilla and lactose. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that was like really unique where, where you're having a lot more big dessert beers and vanilla being added to different fruited uh, IPAs and different things. Um, so that was something I, I didn't, you know, and I, I don't know if that any trend most people see coming per se, but right. I definitely didn't see that coming. But I think there's some beers with those ingredients that taste really awesome. So yeah. it's pretty cool. It seems like it's kind of the, just the next step in New England's. It's yeah. like the next step yeah. of evolution in, in that style. Uh, if you had to pick a least favorite trend of 2018? Uh, I, I don't think that I have a least favorite per se, but I do think that sometimes some of the more classic styles are being completely forgotten in lieu of, of some of the styles that uh, just involve putting a lot of stuff in beer. Right. Um, and that that's you know that's sometimes just a little bit difficult to come to terms with as a brewer because a lot of us like the simplicity uh, of like a great pilsner or even a great right. west coast ipa so um you know that can be somewhat challenging uh but at the same time i mean it is nice to experiment with some of the newer flavors that yeah. that people are wanting to drink yeah like every once in a while i like coming and just getting a nice american light lager that a craft american light lager and just have a good old beer tasting beer yeah. And, you know, yeah. but then there's times where I want that palate wrecking IPA. Yeah. You know, I just want something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it just depends on my mood. Uh, it, what is one piece of practical advice you would give to someone starting out in uh, craft beer? Uh, as a drinker, as a brewer, or both? both. Or, um, yeah, I would say definitely. Uh, definitely drink as as much beer as you can and i mean you know be responsible about it but but in terms of variety so you can open up your palate to the widest variety of flavors Mm -hmm. i think that's really important i think develop like developing your palate is going to be the best tool uh especially as a brewer that you have oh yeah 
that that that's been the fun part for me is is seeing what I like, seeing what I don't like. Uh, if you could send a message to yourself ten years ago, what would you tell the younger you? Ten years ago, how old was I? <laughs> uh, I would probably say, you know, switch into you know biochemistry or food science or. You know, don't don't torture yourself in double E. <laughs> <laughs> give you give yourself a little uh, leg up yeah, when you get into yeah. the beer side of things. Uh, what or who has been the biggest influence in your brewing career? Um, so I, I, I'm gonna have to go with two people on that. Uh, you know, Jerome Welliver was was the uh, founder and owner of Black Box, mm-hmm. and uh, him giving me the opportunity to work in the industry uh, and giving me a lot of flexibility. Um, was definitely really significant for my development as a brewer. Uh, I think it was really important and, and I can't thank him enough. We wouldn't be, Masthead wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Black Box. Yeah. Um, and then I also think, you know, I learned a lot about brewing from um, Jamil Zanishev's podcast. Okay. Um, so he has a podcast on the Brewing Network. Uh, brew, uh, what was it? Brewing with Style. Um, and that was, that was, I think, really important uh, to kind of learn different approaches to brewing different styles yeah. of beer and, and what you're looking for and what good examples are. And Cause you like know, you, you can sit down and read a book or something and then you got, but you just got, that's just the one perspective on. Yeah. On the, you know, there's industry. no discussion in a book. Whereas right. if you have four guys who are really, you know, acclaimed brewers discussing a style, I think you learn a lot more about it. Absolutely. That's how I learn. Anyway. Uh, I learn from people talking about it or, or doing, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a big learn by reading. I have to experience it. Yeah, uh, and I think that uh, people who like that are great in the craft beer industry because you you've shown how to do something and boom, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, uh, future plans. You know, you guys just hit the two year anniversary mark. Uh, what do you got coming up uh, in twenty nineteen that uh, that's got you excited? Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna experiment with kettle sours a little more. We did oh, one nice. for the anniversary, and that was pretty fun. So I think we might do a couple more of those. Uh, we want to do more barrel aging in general. Um, that was something that as we grew in, in 2018, we couldn't do quite as much as we would like, but now, now we have a few more fermenters and I think we're gonna have more flexibility to do more of that. Oh, nice. Um, and I think just keeping the quality high, Yeah. you know, always pushing forward on the quality side of things and consistency side of things, uh, to make sure people get a great experience every time they come in or every time they open a can of masthead. Yeah. Uh, Midwest red, uh, double GABF winner. Uh, for you guys, and that, that uh, I think should be hitting stores in March. March, so and that'll be in soon. cans. Uh, yeah, it'll well. be in cans, and then we'll have it on draft. That's as well. the next seasonal. Is yeah. that for you guys? Yeah, okay. so that'll follow up jalapeno. Uh, and what was it? Uh, real quick before we go, what was it that made you guys decide to do sixteen ounce, sixteen ounce cans over twelve? Um, I, I personally like sixteen ounce I cans. Do too. I, I like getting a little more beer per each open. Yeah. Um, so that was that was part of the motivation. Uh, and then also, you know, we saw a lot of the breweries we respected out in the Northeast doing uh, the 16-ouncers. So um, kind of said, ah, let's give them a try. It's a nice trend, and it yeah. sticks out on the shelf, too, yeah. especially with that all the us, other 12. Yeah, it gives us a little differentiation on the shelf. I, I think there's a lot a lot of times there's a sea of 12-ouncers. Yeah. Um, so we've really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, uh, you guys are doing an awesome job here. Thank you again for taking the time to allow me to come down here and uh, talk to you about the beer and hey, thank you. Um, enjoy the rest of your day and tune in next week for another all new episode of the Tap Room Exclusive.